Hey, good evening. You up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. You're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And we do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's trending Twitter Tuesday. So I'm going to go on Twitter and see what's trending and make a bedtime story about it. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. The goal of the podcast is to create a safe place where you can put any of those thoughts running through your brain, say, picking at you, saying, hey, 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 dummy, you forgot the, uh, you forgot to do this, or how come you're not, uh, you know, more successful? Whatever that voice is, it's, first off, it's wrong. I'll tell you that. It's taken me a long time to learn that. And I still can't quiet it down, just like you guys. But instead of doing battle with that voice tonight, you just gotta listen to me. I'm gonna distract you from the voice. Can't think about two things at once. It's been proven by some dude that was selling a book. So all you need to do is listen to my bedtime story. And then maybe cuddle up with your voice. Your, one of those voices in your head. Maybe they need a little cuddle time, you know? Just because they're unappealing, and I, I don't know why I'm going off on a little tangent here, but you, all you need to do is get in bed, turn off the lights, press play, listen to my voice. I'm going to distract you from those thoughts with the story. As the story goes on, it's going to go on a little bit more. And that's going to go on a little bit more after that. It's going to weave its way through fields and places and what go roundabouts. And soon, you're going to be carried off into dreamland. That's what we're trying to do here. Even if you don't fall asleep, I hope this story makes your evening more pleasant and relaxes you. That's a secondary goal. Maybe it's the primary goal. I'm not sure. I'm not the goal. Uh, that's one of the voices I've been trying to know. Oh, boy. Let's not get into goals this late at night, podcaster. You're supposed to be helping us fall asleep here. But that's what we do here. If this is your first time here, you're probably already... If if, you, if this isn't going to work for you, you probably already press stop. So if you haven't pressed stop, you might be uh, like, what is this thing? Yeah, it's a little bit of a nutty thing. It's a podcast where I just talk like this, but I go into imaginary land in a little bit. And we go off and, and we have a little adventure. It might be uh, fun. It might be cute. It might be, uh, you know, all like crazy kabook. I don't <laughs> But anyway, that's what we do here. Welcome. I hope this podcast helps you fall asleep. If it doesn't, I'm sorry I used up your time, but what harm did I do? You know, I'm not going to try to sell you any crap. So it's like I said, this is a goal is a safe place. And by safe place, I think, I mean, it's like a no bullshit thing. And I know not everybody loves swearing, but sometimes I like to emphasize stuff with swear words because my vocabulary is limited. Anyway, that's what that's what this podcast is. We're on the internet, believe it or not, at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find trending Twitter episodes at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Tuesdays, I think. Or trending, or both, hopefully. We're on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. Email feedback sleepwithmepodcast.com. So you can post it on the website. You can get me on Twitter. You can email me. You can um, get me on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast or something. Pretty soon, I don't want to titillate you too much, but we're gonna have a we're gonna have some snail mail action, I think, soon. But that's coming soon. A little preview of nothing. That's it. Uh, if you have any feedback, comments, questions, shoot them at me. Let me have it. Guns a blazing. I hear from a lot of wonderful people out there. I'm going to do a little housekeeping in a minute to address that subject. And that's it. Uh, I think if you have time, subscribe in iTunes. Review us in iTunes if you can. It helps uh, other people find the podcast somehow from some sort of algorithmic magic. Algorithmic magic. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I probably forgot something. I feel like I forgot something important. But that's it. Let's move on to the uh, housekeeping, shall we? Hey, guys. This is just a little, um, I'm putting this in. 
Uh, you might have noticed we have a new theme song. I'm testing out uh, a new theme song. It's by our buddy Christopher over at soundslikeanearful.com. Soundslikeanearful.com. He's got a podcast over there called Sounds Like an Earful. It's uh, a little bit like this Canadian life, I'd say. It's a, it's a great little podcast, and he took the time to uh, whip us up a, a theme song. So let me know what you think. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Check out Christopher's podcast. And I'll have some more info and stuff about Chris in the upcoming episodes. Thanks so much. All right, so housekeeping. We've got a ton of wonderful people we've heard from, like I said. I was out of town for a wedding. My brother Dan and my new sister Meredith. Hello again. <laughs> Felt a little bit like Ray Perkins there. But uh, uh, so I don't have, I, I've got a lot of people to get to to say thank you to. Tonight I'm going to cover the people that have uh, posted comments on the website or emailed me. So if you got me, hold me via another way, your thank you's coming or I forgot you. And that makes me a terrible person. So I'll just keep apologizing. If for some reason I forgot you, or sometimes, believe it or not, things, you know, hit me again. There's people that get me on more than one media. If you want more than one thank you, go ahead and do that too. But uh, so this is it. First up, uh, a name I'm going to butcher, Amira. Uh, just heard from, from you today. Thank you for your kind words. Kelly. From Australia said I'm better than salted caramel. And uh, thank you for that. That's a high compliment. Paula said I was better than Ambien. How about some salted Ambien? Salted caramel Ambien. Can you imagine the uh, trouble you'd get into with that? Especially if you had some liqueur center. You would, that would be the end of this podcast <laughs> if they had that. Oh, boy. The things I could do with that. Salted caramel ambient with a liquid liquor center. But it's best they don't have that because that would be bad news. And Pfizer, if you're listening, if you're going to come out with that, you're going to have to pay me for that, okay? And I don't want it marketed to kids, like, directly. Indirectly is fine with the salted caramel. Uh, Finn, nice to hear from you. Thanks, buddy. And Eric, who I might have thanked already, was Swedish truck driver. Eric. Thank you from hearing, or someone's lying and saying they're a Swedish truck driver. But Eric, I might have said this a couple weeks ago, but man, I would love to hear some tales of truck driving in uh, what are you and wherever you guys are, Northern Europe or whatever you call it there, home. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a website commenters, emailers, Mondeeds. I just heard from good old Mondeeds. Angie, I heard from my friend Angie from Pacific Northwest. Lucia or Lucia, I'm not sure. And Stephanie, who I was near, uh, strangely enough, when I heard from her. She lives between Rochester and Buffalo, New York. I just happened to be uh, not near, well, same vicinity. I was nearby and uh, like two, eh, 100 miles away on the shores of Lake Ontario, in full view of a nuclear power plant. If you ever want to look it up on, oh, probably you'll go, yeah, don't look it up on Google, because you'll get on some sort of new watch list. But yeah, it's in Port Ontario, New York, the mouth of the Salmon River. Didn't do any fishing, but yeah, I don't know. That's So thank you, everyone that I heard from, and if it, you know, if you got a hold of me another way, I'm going to thank you again soon. You know, and... uh to stretch out already overly long intro, thank you guys so much for uh, your support and emailing me, saying hi, saying you like what you like about the podcast or characters you like, or that the podcast is helping you sleep. I would not be doing this if it wasn't helping anybody because I would, I would be the weight of my internal critic would have, you know, crushed my spirits. So you guys really do help me. And uh, I'm glad I'm helping you. And um, I mean, as we've discussed many times, this is just a strange thing. This podcast for me as the creator of it is uh, weird that uh, it's actually helping people. I hoped it would that uh, I try to tell these stories and genuinely I try to put effort into them to make them 
interesting in a roundabout way and that you guys fall asleep. But I'm laughing because that's the way it's supposed to be. And life is counterintuitive, and it's really hard to accept that. Uh, and I don't even think, see, I'm trying to make sense. I'm trying to, yeah, it's, this is why the podcast works too, because it's like I'm trying to describe things that can't be described, and then I'd spend time describing them, or I try to communicate emotions I'm not comfortable communicating, and it drags on in a nonsensical way. So thanks, guys. That's what I'm saying is thank you. Uh, from from the bottom, of from the top of my heart. Why why is everybody from the bottom of their heart? How about the middle? That's from the meat of my heart. Yeah, that's where I'm giving it to you guys. Oh boy, from the meat of my heart to you, not from the bottom of my heart. That's where like the uh, the probably the blood that's less pure. The meat of my heart, baby. That's where I'm giving it to all of you. Let's just keep going. Let's let's go on. Let's move on. All right. I hope I help you fall asleep tonight. Welcome to another edition of Trending Twitter Tuesdays Tales on Twitter. Trending on Tuesday, where we take a what's trending on Twitter. I spin a little tale about it. Before I hit play, I uh, took a picture. It is Saturday night, eight twenty three, eight twenty six p.m. That's right. Saturday night, I'm recording this podcast for you because I'm a little bit behind. Uh, but anyway, so I looked at, I looked up on Twitter. Looks like I should have turned my DVR on. I had been meaning to tape something today. But anyway, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things. No sponsored posts. One, two, three, I know. Four, I know the words. Five, is a very common word. Six, seven, eight. So I know some of them, some of them I don't. Um, I'm already trying to delay time because I have no idea what I'm going to do here. But yeah, let's get into it. Uh, welcome to another, uh, we already said that. So here we go with another episode of Trending Twitter Tuesday. Recorded on a Saturday for Tuesday from things that are trending totally right now. A story's coming, but I'm buying time. But I'll be telling a story beginning now. Well, uh, so I got turning. It's trending Twitter Tuesdays now. This one uh, is uh, Abbott and Costello related. So I don't know if anybody is familiar with Abbott and Costello. <laughs> I, I'm, I am a bit... Uh, um, unfortunately, I don't want to get all, um, I'm not a hater, an Abin Costello hater, but in my book, as far as comedy teams go, you know, you know, when you're a little kid and you're watching black and white comedies, you don't have an unlimited, like, I, I think I would have liked Abin. I was a Laurel and Hardy guy. All right, Albert Costello. And, um, I don't know why. And then um, bring me us three Stooges and then Laurel and Hardy. When you're in a comedy teams, it always seemed like you had to make a choice. <laughs> in, in my mind, are you going to be a Laurel and Hardy guy? Or are you going to be an Abbott and Costello guy? Now, a couple of reasons I wish I Abbott and Costello had all those monster movies where they ran into the monsters and stuff, like the Universal monsters. I think Universal the the. Uh, you know, like the the dude with the gills. What was he called? The creature from the Black Lagoon, and I don't know if Bella Lugosi. I mean, maybe I can change and become a an Abigastella. Maybe tonight's the night. So Laurel and Hardy, Babes in Toyland. Maybe I'm only a Babes in Toyland fan. I like Laurel and Hardy. Ollie, I, yeah, I guess I, I just prefer they were a little bit more. I don't know what the difference was. I, I don't know if it was the realism of Laurel and Hardy were too realistic. Or maybe I just identify. I don't know. Um, maybe I like that the... Uh, who's this? So Abbott and Costello. Abbott's the skinny guy and Costello's the uh, the heavier guy. Abbott's the straight man, and Costello's like the wild card. I don't even know what the term is, like the nut job. Laurel and Hardy, you got uh, 
Oliver Laurel, something hardy. Um, Oli, Oli. So the tall, skinny guy is the wild card. And Oli is the uh, Laurel and Hardy. Man, I'm not good at this. But anyway, not not a Laurel and Hardy episode, so not a problem. So anyway, like, why Laurel and Hardy? Well, um, you know, I was thinking about uh, they had that famous routine about uh, who's on first and stuff like that. Now, what you guys might not know that there was this big lawsuit back in the day. Now, like after, it was like uh, after the uh, they passed away their families, <clears throat> their estates. I don't know if it was the uh, Costello estate or the Abbott estate. Probably the Abbott estate. I don't know why I want to think that, but I do. They, they like were trying to, obviously, I don't know if he maybe didn't have insurance or they didn't, they didn't have enough money. Or his kids were just jerks. I, that's just that's just a uh, um, uh, that's not. A, please don't sue me. I'm um, that's not slander. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm just uh, this is a work of total fiction and it's all made up. How about that? Okay, and I'm not even talking about the uh, famous uh, Abbott and Costello. I'm talking about the fictional Abbott and Costello. Okay, lawyers. So um. And this story, which is going to sound similar, but it's not based on any reality because of crazy people that, you know, I'm sure that the Abbott and Costello families did not have anything to do with this. This is like, but I heard this story. I was at a uh, Costello Con, okay, 2014 Costello Con. And it's like, uh, like here's what I was, because I was thinking of becoming a documentarian. And they got all these great documentaries coming out all the time. And I've always wanted to do one of these slice of life, uh, very narrow genre fan documentaries, you know, like somebody that's like a hardcore. And so I heard about this Costello con, right? And so I went into it and... Of course, like people, like I was going to probably try to pretend I was a Costello fan, but I couldn't even think of his, I was like, is it Frank Costello? It was like a last minute thing where I'd heard about it. And this is when I wasn't doing nothing. I was just sitting around the house, um, you know, no shirt on, like a scrambled eggs, dried up in my body hair kind of situation. And then I was feeling down. I was like, man, we gotta, we, we need to pull ourselves out of this funk. And some spur of the moment idea to do a documentary. You know, I was like, that's it. That's, that's how people, you know, that's how you, the golden road to paradise is like a very thin, not marketable documentary. This was my thinking. And so then I was like, you know, one day it's going to come to me and I'm going to be saved and this is going to pull me out of my funk because I'm going to come up with this doc, great documentary. So I go to the Costello, like then I hear about the Costello Con. Costello Con, Costello Con, Costello Con. And I don't want to say where it was because, I don't, you know, I don't want to get sued. Like I said, maybe it was even Costello Con. And again, no offense that I, I like the little rascals too. That's another thing. I really like Little Rascals, but anyway, that's besides the point. This is not having so. There's this Costello Con, Costello Con, and I, I get a ticket to it. I find out about it on the internet, of course, of all things. I didn't even know if it was a joke, but I get a, I got a, I got a digital SLR. I got a, I got a like a microphone that I used for the podcast. This was before the podcast, so, but I had a microphone. And at first I was just trying to, I, I was lying. And I went in there and I bought my ticket. Now you believe they want 29 bucks for this Costello Con, which I'm bit, I used to be big on swag t-shirts. So I was like, yeah, 29 bucks, I get a Costello Con 2014. It wasn't 2014, but t-shirt. So I, you know, sign all the stuff, give them my, my email, my, you know, whatever. And I said, well, we, you know, they're like, okay, go on in. And I was like, well, wait a second. Where's my T-shirt? And they go, oh, no, the T-shirts are $29, too. Oh, whoa. So then it got ugly between me and this woman 
who was running the desk for Castellacon, who, you know, this I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't have been, it was, it was, I should have had more compassion or she was just a Costello fan. They're probably barely paying their bills. And then you got me coming in there and making this big fuss about why, and I'm, you know, I'm, what in the name of Albert and Costello are you doing charge of $29? I want my t-shirt. So I start off on the wrong foot. So I go in and then I'm acting like I'm a Costello fan. It doesn't take long because there's not a lot of people there. There's a, but the people that are there are hardcore Costello fans. Now, and again, like I don't know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to do more apologizing and bowing because I don't know the guy's name. I don't know. It'll be in the show notes about the Albert and Cust- Abbott and Costello. Uh, I feel like if it was the Costellos, the the tall guy, though, he was a, my memory mistakes me or whatever. But uh, he seemed like a like a pretty good looking guy, and but he was also like very he seemed very masculine. I guess because I don't know a lot of Abbott and Costello, and even when I start to picture Costello, because my brain the way my brain works, I start to picture uh you know then I go to Laurel and Hardy. Or, and this is not meant as a mean-spirited joke, but I feel like Dom DeLuise was a, uh, and Burt Reynolds, they weren't exactly a comedy team, though they had their moments. But, you know, they were a little bit of, uh, and again, I, so, and that was what I, at one point I started talking like that, and people started giving me a cold shoulder. And then I said, listen, you know, I'm just here. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that much about Costello. I want to make a movie about you guys being Costello fans. And, you know, we start. I start shooting stuff. And and then people are like, you know, some people want to be on camera. Some people don't. Some people take a little coaxing. And this, again, is probably not related to Costello. But and maybe it's just me realizing it now is that it was really boring. Because I don't, I don't know. First thing about making a documentary, it took me about a hundred podcast episodes before I could even barely know what I was doing podcasting. So I should realize I was going to be making some Academy Award-winning one-shot deal at this Costello Con. And I know, you know, most good documentaries take you know ten, twenty years and the works of love and stuff. But this was naivete or whatever you want to call it, or just being an, you know. Uh, was head rushing, whatever fools rush in type situation. But so I'm getting off track here. So I shoot a lot of tape. I don't get much. But this, and I'm like, oh boy, you know, this isn't good. So then I run into like this niece of uh, Abbott's, and she's all mad. And she's like, uh, this. You know, she she comes in. She's like uh, on some sort of something. And she's like shoving over tables. And drunk, screaming in people's faces. So I get this on tape. And then I'm like, but first me, it was like a whatever, Schadenfreuden, whatever type situation. Or, you know, where I was just, you know, everybody was both laughing at her and appalled. And I was going to get on tape for that. And I was like, wait a second, there's probably a story here. So they throw her out. And at this point, I had gotten as many boring stories about having Costello you could possibly imagine. Or just rehashing, like I've made the mistake on this podcast of doing, of like, you can imagine if I was like rehashing Simpsons episodes, like I went through every Simpsons episode ever, and I was like, uh, or well, Grandpa Simpson in the Simpsons episode is like that, but you know, if I was describing a Simpsons episode, it's not funny because this is an audio podcast. I'm not good at comedy description to begin with. Simpsons relies on visual jokes other people's voices, professional writers, professional animators, professional directors, people that are good at their jobs. So someone like going through scene by scene of a Simpsons episode or Adam Costello, it's going to get pretty dull. But my mistake, so whatever, this girl's flipping stuff over, we go, I say, hey, you know, hey, my, you know, how you doing? My name is uh, Randolph Higgs. I lie. Okay. Randolph Higgs. I'm a documentarian, and I uh, see you're pretty upset. I was wondering if, you know, we could interview. It can be off camera. You know, I'd love to hear what you're so upset about. And she's still yelling in at the thing. This is in, like, a 
basement of a freaking, this is at like a Polish American club. And she's screaming back in there, you know, and there's like, uh, it's so whatever. I say, you know, let's go. You need to drink. I'll buy you a drink or you want a cup of coffee. Maybe you should have, don't tell me I should have coffee. She said, okay, so I say, okay, you know, don't worry. Let's go. Let's go to a pub. I'll give you a drink or whatever, which, you know, I'm Randolph. What's your name? She says, I'm Maxine Holloway. I say, oh, please. She's like, you can call me Max. I say, all right, Max, Max Holloway, you sound like kind of like a private eye. I said, well, what do you want to do? She says, I want to watch the VMAs. And I was like, oh, God, somebody at this night could not get any more boring. You want to watch the, like, video music awards? Okay. And I said, well, you know, maybe they'll put it on the bar. Could I at least have some of your attention? So we go there, and I said, what do you, you know, you're really mad. And, uh, you know, what are you so mad about? And then, and then uh, she, she's, and this we we get to this place, and she's watching the VMAs, and I turn on my camera, and this this isn't meant to be funny, or it's a little bit sad, but this is a story. But it made me appreciate a different kind of boredom. There's like a kind of boredom where people are so detached from reality. So she was really detached. So she's she goes on this tangent, and I just kind of recreate it because I deleted the tapes. She's like. Uh, Chicago. I had this notebook, right? And I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the notebook, and I keep going through it every day, every day, every day. I'm in Chicago. I'm looking through this notebook every single day. I say, what? Say, okay, Max, can we? Um, does this have to do with that uh, Costello? She goes, Costello, who? I'm, I'm, I'm an Abbot. You know, I'm, I'm, I said, well, you're, are you Holloway Abbot? No, no, I was born. You know, that's my family. She goes, my notebook, okay. She goes, my notebook is uh, full of uh, uh, stuff about Dr. Who because those people, those people, they think they know and they don't know at all the ways they're going to crash on. And then, oh, there's Iggy Azalea or whatever. This, uh, this is like I'm just doing now, but that's actually not even trending on Twitter. I don't know why I said that. I think that she, I didn't even know that was a girl till today. I really should, I, I've heard the songs. But she fell off stage. Okay, back to the story. And these people, they sued Dr. Who because they wanted all his money. They go, well, Dr. Who's a character. They sued BBC. You go, I didn't know Dr. Who was before BBC, I think. I remember it. That tunneling thing creeped me out in the music. Whoa, whoa. And the, the, the you know, the, I, I had a lot of Dr. Who related nightmares. Oh, so do I. I so, I, so do I. And so I was down there. I was eating at Capelli's, I think. It was like Capaldi's, I think. I was carrying a... Hey, you, do you know I'm pregnant with Michael Sam's baby? I'm like, Mike, really? That's... How the... Yeah, it was like... It's a... It was a... It was in my notebook. It was in my notebook. And it goes... Yeah, so next thing I know is carrying a baby. And, uh, okay, listen, um... Max. Let's take some breaths here, Okay. Yeah, just breathe with me in through your nose. Out through your mouth, Max. Okay. And uh, you can just watch the video music awards. Everything's going to be okay. You seem pretty stressed. But it seems like, so you're saying that the Castellos were suing Doctor Who. Is that is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you. No, I made a mistake. I said, well, which doctor, which doctor are they suing? She said, Doctor Who. And I said, well... No, no, yeah, yeah. Which, what's the doc? Which doctor? Doctor Who? Yeah, which? And she didn't get it. It was Doctor Who, right? Which doctor? And then she never got it. So I was like, she she just got more agitated. So I was like, okay. So the Castellas sued Doctor Who because of the joke, like who's on first, what's on second, and stuff. Exactly, she says. They, uh, what happened was they, uh, there's sand in the, in the sea and they had the sand and it was in their toes and it bothered them and their toes were full of sand, but the waves, they washed over them, over the shore, the sea of the shore. At this point, I'm like, all right, I just better kick back and let this tape run. Um, 
because this is some crazy stuff, and I don't even mean it in a mean way. It was like she's riffing on. So I just, and, and plus, I was afraid of her. Because she gave me this look when I was talking about the Doctor Who. So whatever, let's just, let me just do play what she was. So, um, you know that birds, when birds breathe, there's no humidity coming out of their mouths. And uh, so I got this call one day. I'd, I'd been, uh, I'd been trying to watch every Doctor Who episode ever. And uh, I was, I was thinking about Daleks and all sorts of, sorts of things. And then I realized I wasn't watching Doctor Who. I was watching another show, which name I, I can't even remember. And I, I think the Costellos had, had done that to me. And I, you see, I've never seen a Doctor Who. The, you know, the owls, they make a who sound. And the Whoville is where those kids lived in the, with the Grinch. And that's what those Costellos are. They're like Grinches. They, uh, you know, you know, the troll, the troll that, that lives under the bridge tries to exact tolls from the billy goats. There's like three billy goats. There's the billy goat gruffs. Uh, that's their last name. And they live on a bridge or they're going over a bridge to get some grass. And then the, the toll, the, you know, the troll asks them for money. And the first one says, you know, leave me alone. And, uh, you know, I'll pay you later. And then eventually the payment comes due. But the biggest tro goat gets the uh, troll. Do you understand that? I, 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 yes, you're exactly right. So the Costellos, they're like a troll. They're always looking to exact payment. You know, they, they, they had these uh, wave runners. They used in the water, pulsating, pulsating through the water, pulsating along through the water, jettisoning waves, wind, air, water vapor, flying along at a speed, bouncing along the waves. They were like that, and uh, um, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, this is. It's Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation up there. But they have their own nation of what they want. They do things their own way. And so they were, they, 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 these wave runners take gasoline. They have like a two-stroke engines. You put the oil and the gasoline, you mix it up. Or four-stroke, I can't remember. But they need more and more gasoline the more they use these wave runners. But I guess one of them, they said, how are we going to get more gasoline? And they said, Papa, Papa wrote that joke about who's and those who steal from Papa will be sued. Because one of them was, a, they were lawyers, I think. And so they, they said they would sue Doctor Who for, uh, they, and they, they said that Doctor Who stole from their Papa the ideas. And, uh, the uh, intellectualization of whoing, who's on first Doctor Who, they said. And so what they did is they took their, uh, they took the uh, wave runners to the bottom of the sea where the great, uh, uh, it's not Zeus, it's the guy with the uh, Little Mermaid's father, Aphrodite, I think is his name. He was a great horned creature of the sea. A more Mormon, and he had a great trial, and they said uh, they brought down Doctor Who, and he said, uh, "Excuse me, I'm a fictional character played by a variety of actors." He said, "Silence! You will not disturb my kingdom with your lies." And then the family, on the wave runners, they'd given a wave runner to each of uh, King Aphrodite's children. Uh, so he was pleased with these Costellos. Oh, yeah. He was, they'd bought his, uh, and they said, this doctor who's keeping all the gasoline from Papa, and without it we will never, uh, 
run your wave runners for your children, like mermen do. Back in the days when you had, uh, you know, things. So it was a great trial, and they called a, a, a jury of Doctor Who's peers, but it was all clams, because that's all the people that showed up for the, the jury pool, because the jury pool was a literal pool of clams. Um, and then, uh, so Doctor Who said, this is not my peers, I am not a clam. I'm a fictional character, I don't even know what I'm doing here, or who plays me right now, and usually I have writers, this is not fair or right. And then again, Aphrodite said, silence to you all. This is my kingdom. Uh, present your case, Costellos. And they said, ah, you are so wise, mighty Aphrodite. This man, Doctor Who, once upon a time, will spin a tale for you, clams. There was a land where clams were the top of the world, and they ate fr water that was fresh to clams and delicious. And the clams were left alone. Not now, now, clams, you probably know this, but nowadays you got kids taking you out of holes or people that are hungry and all the clams are nodding and they, they eat you, your relatives and such. But there was a time when clams were respected and when comedy was respected and friendship between clam and man and man and man was considered the highest pinnacle of existence. And our father, he was a man, a handsome man, a wise man, a, a straight man. He was as dry as a saltine cracker, they said. He took life seriously, and he had a man with him, a, uh, a large man who was comical, like a cherub. And he loved the clams. They've, they've spent all their time, my father and his partner, showing the clams with his partner. He, he also secretly ate clams. And he was secretly jealous of our father because he was the butt of all the jokes, because he was incompetent. And my father, he could have risen to greatness, except for his incompetence of this man. That was the stories they told. And it was the sad clams. There was the great clam purge, and the purge of the clams, and then the, the calling of the clams, all brought on by this the secrets dealt by my father's partner, Mr. Uh, Abbott. And Abbott in our language means hater of clams and of bivalves. He didn't just, not just clams, it was all bivalves. But he'd said that, uh, you know, clams are the proudest of bivalves. But they had, a, so my father and this man were known for a, a skit they did about a, a sport called baseball. Which my father had uh, designed the sport to play with a ball. And this abbot wanted to play with a clam a live clam, hit it with a bat. My father said, it's barbaric. We love the clams. Our place in society is assistant to clams. We assist the clams in their greatness. And we will not hit a clam. We will hit a ball and we will do a comedy. And my father, he was a wordsmith. And he was smithing words about who and what and whiz. And this other man, he was, not only did he play a buffoon, but he was a buffoon. But he had a, a streak of villainy in him. And he decided that uh, my father had written this other thing about doctors and that he went to a doctor to find things out and they were like, well, what doctor did you go to, Doctor Who? No, no, yeah, right, you know, a joking thing. And then he, he, he said, you know, and then, got, you know, it's time travel and stuff. And this man, Abbott, Abbott, he stole the idea and sold it to some British people. Now these Brits, they weren't just done with their colonizing of the world, Great Britain. The English uh, thingamajig, they uh, imperialists, they imperialized all, all the countries, but they weren't done. They wanted to imperialize the clams. And so they took this Doctor Who joke and they, uh, they were done with their boats. And uh, they made an imperialization of television 
for not profiting uh, PBS and such, and they had this show, Doctor Who, which was all stolen from my father. But really what the show was was a pepper perpetuation of allowing people to abuse clams. And uh, it was all stolen, but it, they, they decided that they would have a great laugh at the clams and that they would make a lot of money. And now the great King Aphrodite has these great machines we call wave runners, and they need gasoline. That's all we want. This doctor who has a great amount of money, and we want the gasoline from him for our wave runners. I rest my case, and I salute you clams and all bivalves, for without you we would live in a great mess of a world, and for too long injustices. I didn't even mention the... Uh, I mentioned the culling of the clams, and uh, but the, uh, the, the great, uh, what do they call it, the uh, day the clams were crushed. That was a terrible day. You may not remember, but I remember, and I will never forget. And that is all. I rest my case. Uh, and then they said, uh, the, oh, Dr. Who, would you like to present a, a rebuttal? And Dr. Who said, uh, hey, I'm a Doctor Who. I'm just a guy on TV. I'm imaginary. I don't even know how I got down here. You're not, your name isn't Aphrodite. Silence. Your case is rested. And so uh, that's how they uh, they stole the money from Doctor Who and they went back up in the Wave Runners. And the court, clam court, you know, gave real clams and all the money from Doctor Who now goes directly to the Costellos. In this Costello con you're at, these people, they don't even know they're paying $29 and they don't even get a t-shirt. I know, I, I totally agree with you. So that's, that's the, uh, that's why I hate Costello con. I go in every year, they have it. I come, I drink, and I, I my medications are not supposed to mix with alcohol. And I go in and I flip over tables to show them, you know. And what I do is I put clams in all the gas tanks in the parking lot there. I fill it with clams. And I, the cars, I don't know what happens if you fill a car gas tank with clams. Wait, wait, you put ca ca clams in? That's, I thought you like clams. Oh, little tiny clams, I think. Uh, wow, that's... And so, uh, you got all that on tape, huh? Yeah. Um, I, listen, I gotta go because this is, I'm gonna burn this tape. I don't even know my ears are burning from whatever you just did. And so, uh, so I left the bar. It's me back again. I know that was like a, we went on a byway there. That was this pseudo strange tale she told about, uh, of, of, uh, you know, pseudo strange tale of, Madness, but I, so I was. But the one thing I'll always remember from this story, the reason I wanted to tell is because so I went to go leave, and she ran up to me, uh, whatever her name was, I can't even remember anymore. Maxine Holloway or whatever. She comes running up, and she uh, opens the door and she says, "After you," and I said, "After who?" Oh, she said, "After you," and I said, "After who?" She said, after you. And I said, after who? And then she choked me. And uh, I ended up like, uh, that was the time, like, I, that's why, like, some of these fugue states happen. The next thing I know, I was in a, like, she must have burst some, like, part of my gray matter. Because then, like, I was wandering around nude and stuff. And uh, at a Costello Count Day 2. And but they didn't. They were like, you know, we won't arrest you because uh, they, the, like, I don't know. It, was, it got stuff got weird. I guess they had taken a bunch of ecstasy. These Costello fans, and they were like doing drugs and watching them. They are doing a movie marathon. So I don't know. Whatever they thought it was funny, and then they thought they're all going to be in this movie. So actually, they really liked me. But so then. But I didn't even know what was going on. And then I went back to the hospital. And then a couple of years later, like I said, I have, this stuff starts happening to me where I get fuzzy on stuff. 
So if it wasn't for the strange tale of Costello Khan and running into this Max person and having her choke me because I said, after you, after who? Um, probably wouldn't have this podcast. Uh, and then this, another thing is like, uh, if you're still listening, I'm sorry if you're still listening, old boy. But it's like, uh, it made me like think about like there's different kinds of boredom and there's different ways to be boring. And I know some people that listen to fans of the podcast say, oh, you're not boring. You're soothing or you're lulling or you're whatever. And I, I guess like boring is just the best, most effective word. But you're right, like sometimes like like that tales that woman told. Like, and, and there is a certain kind of detached from reality when people that are really detached from reality in a sad way that we can have compassion for them. It's like they're talking and stuff that's just not related at all. Like raincoat was, I was talking to my mom and it was like buttons were coming down and I was like, no, I'm not going to French class again uh, because of the gumballs. Like that's, and that's like, so it is boring in some way. It's disturbing and boring. And then there's another kind of boring where you've got people, like I said, trying to describe a comic strip panel. Or every, uh, oh, you remember the Simpsons where Michael, the one with the Michael Jackson, he was a mental patient. Um, he didn't look like Michael Jackson. His name was Michael Jackson. I think Bart, huh, let me think, was it Bart or Lisa? I remember that was the song, Lisa, your teeth are big and green. Lisa, you smell like gasoline. Lisa, about Adisa, it is my birthday. You are my sister, your birthday, I missed her. And then like Michael Jackson, I think he moves in with them. But uh, so that's another kind of boring. And then there's just people that are boring, which maybe I'm one of them. Maybe, maybe. And it, you know, I'm not being overly critical of myself here. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's it for tonight. I hope I hope you're falling asleep already. Good night if you haven't. I guess I'll go out on you with some more just talking about stuff that's separated, like if, like a cobra rug with uh, like spots of brown. And then it's like a dragonfly flies overhead. And what it's like, what time is that going to happen at? Because it's, it's 4.30 now. But it's really not. It's like 9.15. And I've got like five hangers to deal with. Have, you know how it is with that kind of stuff. If I'm going to brush my teeth, they're going to get brushed. But, uh, you know, Tom was over there saying to Sally. And remember, they made me read all those books about Lad the dog. And I said, stop, please stop. I no more with Lad the dog. I've seen Lad run and off run, Lad run. And uh, that was when the charcoal was uh, too hot and I touched it. And that's why there's warts on my face. And I don't know why you people have like an affinity for gingerbread, but I'm not going to have it in my house because a no frosting policy means no frosting, period, whether it's on the inside or the outside. And who, who, who knows what's going to happen when um, that, yeah, uh, oh, and with the stuff and going bonkers train tracks you know it's like a slip sliding away songs and stuff that are about stuff and it's like you might be there and when then goes bonkers again with like a mad lib type stuff or like podcasts and recasts and casts like on your arm and who signed it, who didn't sign it. That's what we remember. Not um, people where, you know, who didn't with uh, and who made a heart. That's important. Was it what color ink? And then they changed around the cast. So you, you know, there was a time when it was plaster. And then they came up with this like uh, stuff. I think it's fiberglass and you're not supposed to touch fiberglass. Everybody knows that. So that's the stuff to know about it. Buttons, 
zippers, spaghetti, lots of spaghetti is like uh, coming down the way. And you better, you know, I'm the one that told you about it, all right? So you're going to stick the uh, crickets in your ears real deep. You know, their eyeballs, you'll be able to taste them. That's how you'll know that the uh, Freddy, Freddy, uh, the Freddy Spraygay, he was this guy in this podcast, and then he became the Prince of Goldfish. And, you know, there's this lake off Strathmore. There's a gazebo there. And on the other side, it's a public pool that I usually took swimming lessons at. But on the other side is where I set one of my goldfish free. And I saw another goldfish in there. And it was like a skywriting incident where the plane didn't skywrite at all. And um, that's, like, why... Wave runners aren't allowed anymore. And when did they come around, you know? Because, like, handlebars, you know, and mustaches aren't related unless you make them related. And pillows are getting so soft. as softer and softer and sinking in a bed with such comfort. It's a depth of comfort and safety. It's like a cocoon of goodness. Deep breaths in and deep breaths out because you're floating. It's like clouds and stuff and teddy bears. That guy from the snuggle commercials, he's, you know, snuggling you up in your uh, cloud of wonder. And it's like ambientic fluid, but in a good way all around. You're just loved by the universe. And, you know, don't remember just you know, the clams will help you. Um, And bivalves are good. So good night.